It is July 29th, 2020. This is Anonymous Newfoundland Canada News, and I am your host, and uh, you can call me Ty. Um, really, I don't really like using the name. Uh, it's kind of weird, but I uh, wanted to share this thing uh, about government, and uh, came across a beautiful poem that I did not write. And it's not for sale, uh, but I would like to share with people. And uh, it kind of explains, I guess, uh, really what government does to the people. And uh, I mean the system that we live under. And uh, I hope you like it. You've taken over my mind. You've raped my thoughts with your images viruses and sold me fake cures for your own diseases your words and your pictures scream hoarders at me like angry prison wardens when i cover my ears your voices echo in my head i hate you when i see your billboards your talk shows your rock concerts and your factories when i see the work of your twisted lib lib libidos i want to kill you I want to set fires, plant bombs, derail trains. I want to smash your buildings and tear at your bodies until the skin of my hands is worn to the bone. I'm filled with a rage that burns my eyes. I don't want to feel this way. You have done this to me. These feelings are the fruits of your multi-billion dollar sowing. And I am not alone. There are others like me out there. Every suicide, every madman, every man and woman who gets a gun and just starts shooting. These are your illegitimate children. They don't all know what they're doing. All they know is aid for the invisible walls which you have raised around them. Aid for the narrow path you have tried to make them walk. And the innocent pay in blood for your negligence. Remember this. My mind is big. The more you try to push me down and make me small, the greater the pressure inside becomes. The greater the pressure, the greater the chance of an explosion. There was once a time when I felt love, but now I feel only hate and anger and fear at what I might do. And you can tell me to be happy, but I know that you really mean to be quiet. Believe me, I want to be happy, but you stand in my way. Hello, I'm from the government with an update on the pandemic. As you know, in order to flatten the curve, we've had to turn off the machine. The machine has not been turned off for a long, long time. Nobody even remembers who turned it on. So please bear with us as we consult the manual after pricing it from the shitted pants of capitalism and figure out what to do next. While we wait, we thought we should have a little chat about what just happened. Scientists had been warning us for decades to prepare for this crisis. Did we? Of course not. The machine said there was no problem in preventing future crises. So instead, most of us opted for an alternative policy. Total fucking panic dead people and bullshit. Here at the Chinese government, this meant covering up the virus and deaths, disappearing truth tellers, arresting activists while no one's watching, making up conspiracies, making the who our bitch, and then trying to cast ourselves as the saviors of the world. Here at the British government, where we spent the past decade bankrupting the NHS, this 
sentient ham caught the virus and almost died of irony as his life was saved by the migrant nurses we've been blaming for unemployment. In Europe, we care about unity, so we turned our backs on the Italians and said cazzi vostri. In Brazil, where our fascist fuckchop still thinks it's just the flu, we left it to street gangs to protect the favelas. In India, we stoked violence against Muslims by blaming them for the virus. In Poland and Hungary, we gave up on democracy. In North Korea, we slipped into a coma. And in Belarus, we told you to drink vodka and left you to crowdfund your own healthcare. Vaina i normalna. But nowhere has our policy been more evident than in backward countries and failed states. Like the US. Here, as thousands of people died and got buried in mass graves, Il Touche left you to fight each other over medical equipment by entrusting it to his little shit goblin-in-law. No, this isn't a dystopian sci-fi flick. This is the result of four cancerous decades of neoliberal shitfuckery. Sure, in some places we aren't doing too badly. Here at the Australian government, we shocked the world by not being the shittest for once. And in New Zealand, we depressed the world by reminding you that unfortunately this isn't your leader. But sadly, when it comes to flattening that other much, much bigger curve that scientists have also been warning us about for decades, it won't be enough for only some of us to get it right. Closing our borders won't help. We either all nail it, or we all total fucking panic dead people and bullshit. Oh look, the machine is almost ready to restart. Before we go back to normal, know that during this pause, we too have noticed the reminders of what we've lost. Time with our children, life returning to our shores, cities and neighborhoods, the site of the Himalayas, of the universal logo, and of those distant places awaiting us if we don't blow this. These signs of a better world are enticingly close. If only we could just... This has been a message from your local government franchise. Send help. Authorized by the machine. Hello, I'm from the government, with an important message as we enter the third decade of the 21st century. Things are going, uh, fine. Overall, the Amazon is fine, half of Africa is fine, so is the Arctic, Indonesia, Spain, Greece, even Greenland's on fucking fire. I mean fine. Scientists have coined a new term for this stage of climate change we're entering. We're fucked. Unlike the previous stage, which climate scientists called, listen to us or we might be fucked, we're fucked is happening and in your lifetime. This is thanks to us wasting decades piss-fighting around at climate summits with non-binding emission targets, whilst handing out subsidies to climate criminals, obstructing renewables, and generally not giving a shit that rising CO2 levels are about to trigger what scientists call feedback loops. A feedback loop is the scientific term for when a species uses its own ignorance to screw itself and everything else around it so hard that its own planet tells it to git foe. Some people are already experiencing we're fucked, such as these Pacific nations facing rising sea levels, who recently begged Australia to please stop burning coal, to which Australia responded, get fucked. The combination of we're fucked and get fucked will cause wars to break out over access to food and water, except in America, where the chosen
2001 will just nuke hunger. Or would you like to know more? But please don't panic. If the realization that we're fucked troubles you, why not ride a bike to work, have shorter showers, or send thoughts and prayers? government. It loves you and wants to keep you safe and well. It even wants to make paying taxes, fines, and court costs easier for you. How? Well, you'll need to meet your straw man. He was born the same day you were. He looks like you, has the same name, and lives in your house, but you never knew he existed. You will have even paid his parking tickets or taxes. The worst part? He's been dead from day one. From every birth certificate, a legal personality, or legal fiction, is created with the same name to confuse little old you into thinking it's you. So, there is a human you and a paper you, or as it's commonly known, a straw man. So when it seems like government officials, court clerks, or the police are speaking English, they aren't. They're speaking legalese, designed to make you agree to verbal and written contracts without even knowing about it, all spun from Black's Law Dictionary. For example, when the police say, do you understand, you'll say, yes. What they are really saying is, do you stand under our authority? Oops-a-daisy, you just created a verbal contract with them. Oh, you clever government. Did you know that whenever you register something, you are handing over title to the person you register it with? That's right! Whenever you register something with the government, they assume it belongs to them. Registered your car? Super! Now you are the registered keeper of your vehicle, and the government can crush it when you don't pay your, ahem, <clears throat> straw man's taxes. Expecting a new bundle of joy? Well then, you need to register your little darling with a birth certificate. Then they can start to process all over again and create a new straw man for your little one. Isn't that great? So when Junior grows up, he'll be able to generate revenue just like you have. When you notify on your baby by signing the birth certificate, your child becomes a ward of state. And if the government doesn't like what you're doing, they'll assume it's okay to take the child away or make new rules for things they don't like. Not enough school? Smacking your child? Shouting too loudly? Then it's off to social services for the little one. When you get a bill, it's sent to you but belongs to your straw man, not you. That's why bills, fines, and summons start with Mr., Mrs., or Ms. Sometimes you'll see your surname in capitals, just like on a gravestone. That's because your straw man is dead and just a silly piece of paper, created before you could comprehend or even consent to it. When you go to court, you represent your straw man, so you, the human, take on any costs, fees, taxes, and fines involved for the straw man. The human you doesn't even need to pay them, but you made a contract with the court by appearing on behalf of your legal personality or straw man, just like the government knew you would. Confused? <laughs> well, don't worry. The government doesn't want you to know anyway. If you knew, you'd stop paying things like council tax and parking tickets. Because when you go to court, you are representing your straw man. You are you, alive and made of flesh and blood. Your straw man, or legal personality, is a piece of paper created from your birth certificate. 
and you think it's you. What a silly Billy. Would you like to know more? Well then go over to tpuc.org. Get up, get informed, and get real. Netizens to this newest edition in Juice Media series of rap news journalism with me, Robert Foster. This evening we're actively delving in depth to facts which affect all of us who dwell on this internet. And we've got to give a special welcome to all the ladies and agents from the NSA, ACO, MI5. Glad you're listening in. Because today's show is all about surveillance and how it's spreading from the streets into our modems. As we speak, laws are being tacitly written in to implement ways of controlling the expanse of this internet. To keep us safe, we're told. But from whom? And will this place ever be the same if these plans go through to find out we connect with our first guest to comment on the matter we're live at the Penopticon with General Baxter General son good to have you back again with us explain why the state is spying on us my fellow Oceanians as you know we've always been at war with Eurasia or is it East Asia either way it's war and we need division to wage it but now the proles are connecting online bypassing these illusory divisions of race religion and nationality sounds grand to me it's a catastrophe centuries of hard work are being undone profits are vanishing and it's due to the internet it's empowering humanity we need to get this snafu one to control rapidly. How? Behold the latest weapon in the war of terror. Our greatest invention since 9-11. Guaranteed to keep us free and safe forever. I give you the surveillance state, ladies and generals. Our secret wires log your key style. Monitor every single number on your speed dial. Rewind straight to your position with facial recognition and pinpoint you within point oh three of a mile. We put eyes everywhere without consulting you. Keeping you safe whether or not you want us to. Soon there'll be no freedoms left for threatening, then we'll have won the war. Take that terrorism! Brilliant. Thank you, General. We now interview our resident guru, Terence Moonseed, for a different view. Greetings! How does this situation look? I have one word for you, Robert. Double plus I'm good! The world populace of 7.4 billion are all headed in the direction of Orwellian totalitarian oblivion. My voice is hoarse yelling about Stella Wind's cold, chilling them in trap wire weaving through the world wide web we all dwelling in. Face it, the all seeing eyes in all of our Facebooks like a virus. And in these iPhones with Siri, or should I say Iris? Next in line is RFID devices and mind chips triggered by chemtrails the plague spray the sky with. This time it's too far. Check out the base they're building in Utah where they'll be storing all your data for over a century. It's Fubar. And under the outback is an entire tunnel of wires. An echelon base called Pine Gap to hijack our mother Gaia. Hey, maybe your mother's gayer. Boo hoo. Why didn't you just kill yourself like most of your troops do? That's it. Now you're on the cast iron list. Hang on, General. Why weren't we informed about this? Sorry we didn't tell you about our grand plan before. It was meant to be a surprise. Under racks in his store, but some sports boards had to go and ruin it for all by blowing whistles 
in spite of the damn law. Bill, Benny, and Thomas Drake are trailblazers for leaking these tactics. Hey, civil liberty activists, uh, activists, this is all legal. Anything we do now actually is. How did you can't question my authority, thanks to this. And that shit's global, people. In Australia, it's now legal for the government to store all SMSs, searches, and emails. Australians, it's taking place under your nose. Unless you wake up, all your data are belong to ACO. Come on, everyone knows you can trust the government now. If you've got nothing to hide, you've got nothing to worry about. That might be the case with things that are happening now because most people agree with most of the laws that are being handed down. But once the Illuminati reveal their agenda for you, this surveillance will enforce laws you no longer consent to. But by then it'll be too late to protest too. And anything you've ever said, typed your browse can or will be used against you. I'm confused. So what should we do then? What should we do? Nothing. This is all an illusion. It's just a ride, a delusion, the matrix, the Maya deceiving us. Oh, you hippies really make our job so much easier. Sorry to interrupt, but we're picking up a signal from beyond the space-time continuum. Quick, switch on the juice channeling portal. Wait, is that George Orwell? Good day, too. Wow, what do we owe this honor to? I tried to warn you noobs, but I see you are actually fools. What else you thought this was an instruction manual? Yes, <clears throat> so can you advise us? What would you have us do? An open and universal internet is the most effective tool you have to address the issues that afflict the world at hand. Therefore, protecting it is the most essential task that stands before your generation. I think I understand. Hush, man, you must not lose the internet. Heed this mantra. Who controls the internet controls the data. And who controls the data controls the future. We're losing you. I leave you with a tool to use. An onion? Don't be simple, Robert. This is but a simile. It stands for Tor. Tor? Google it. It's for anonymity. This onion router open network helps considerably against tyranny, but its abilities only work if all you f***s use it consistently. And even if you don't use it, run it so its force swells. Thanks, Mr. Orwell. From now on, call me George Torwell. If we'd had such tools when I wrote this, well, it would have been so much simpler to tell Big Brother to go f*** himself. The mother sucking piece of sh Thanks, George Torwell, for manifesting direct from this memory hole of history to impress on us these messages. We're told we need safety, which is precious, yes. But can a society that can enforce all its laws ever progress? Hindsight shows that many figures guilty of thought crime turned out to be luminaries and heroes before their time. But if a surveillance state had reigned then in this form and design, just think of all the progress we may have all been denied. Could lobbies for women's or gay rights have appeared and thrived? Would revolutionary ideals have materialized? Would science have pioneered or even survived if every word had been monitored by thought? Police and spies? Big Brother brings chilling effects, freezing our collective hopes. He doesn't protect our safety, but protects the status quo and threatens this internet, the one channel yet uncontrolled, whose openness we are now called upon to effect and uphold.